Welcome back in, 9 o'clock. Come on down. 4646 South State Street. Register for BYU Boise, Utah. ASU tickets, we will be giving them away. Brian Keel is joining us, coming to us on the Sprint special guest line is Brian Keel. You can lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Brian, DJ's off today. You're on with former Ute quarterback Frank Dolce. All right, Brian, here we go again. Now, the difference being the last couple of games with Toledo and South Florida, we've got nationally ranked and undefeated Boise State. What is your mindset, Brian, going into this game? Well, you know, this football team really doesn't follow what you expect them to do (laughs) over the last couple of years. They win win the game that you think is going to be an L, and they – they lose the games that should be an easy W. So I don't even know. I don't even know what to expect anymore um, <laughs> against a very good, as you said, number fourteen Boise team. Who knows? We'll see. Do you have any any concern about going into this football game? Do you have any concern that this thing could get out of hand? Like Boise State comes into town, and all of a sudden it, it becomes a rout, and that that becomes really detrimental to the to the football program and and what Kalani Sataki is trying to build. Or is there more of a sense like, hey, you know, we've had a couple of tough losses, but the program is on track, and this might be a week where we can get over the top. Yeah, the, I. I mean, I hate to say this, um, but I'm not one to sit and sugarcoat things. Um, never have been. You never have, the Brian. I can not- testify to that. <laughs> <laughs> this, the program is not on track, um, unfortunately. And, um, you know, we didn't have to go undefeated this season to have a, a quality year by, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but you can't be losing games to – Inferior opponents, and I, you know, I'll, I'll call it how it is. They are inferior. Um, they're 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 better than us because they beat us this year. But I'm just talking about their program historically compared to our program. You know, the last two games we should not have been we should not have lost either of those games. And we had both we were ahead in both of those games in the second half with the game in hand and found a way to lose it. Um, so anyway, our, unfortunately, our program's not where it needs to be. And yeah, I'm I'm scared to death because the next two weeks, um, especially this week, are very good opponents, and we could be sitting at two and six in the blink of an eye, in the midst of a disaster of a season. And so there, I don't know if there is a sense of urgency in Pro Bowl. I haven't been down there, but there, there sure as heck better be. Brian Keel joining us on 97.5-1280 The Zone. What I found in listening to Kalani and some of the players who came out on Monday when they do their uh, weekly media stuff is that Kalani was really matter-of-fact and and obviously he was irritated. He wasn't in a joking man mood, as you can understand. But the thing that really I thought was insightful to me was a couple of their players. Now, I know it, I know it was uh, Al Bakary, who's a... Uh, a Brighton kid, just like you were. And, and by the way, did you have your jersey retired uh, last night? Uh, yeah, on Wednesday, I did, yeah. Yeah, on Wednesday. That's right. Today's Friday, yeah. Congratulations to you, Brighton Bengal, getting uh, <laughs> Thank you. a little a little 14-year-old who plays in the pep band, and that was exciting to, to see that happen. So it was a well-deserved honor as you've represented Brighton and really uh, everything that you stand for very well over the years. 
uh, El Bakary was talking about the heat that's on Kalani, and I think it was Chaz Ayu, if I remember correctly. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was Ayu too, who said that yeah, we're aware of all this talk that's out there. And those guys had a sense of determination. El Bakary, I got the impression that uh, if any of the media right there would have said, nah, Kalani is not a good coach, I got the impression El Bakary would have got right up and confronted them physically <laughs> right during the actual interview. <laughs> he seemed, you would have loved it <laughs> because, because it didn't seem like he was going to go there and he was going to defend Kalani right to the end. And it was very matter-of-fact and straightforward. Uh, how much do you think think that that can play in because it's clear that there is affection there from player to coach and really all of us in the media and everybody who knows Kalani and he's worked at both institutions so there's tons of people from both schools who know him and know him pretty well because he treats everybody like you're his best friend and none of us want to see him get fired so how much do you think that could work to the advantage of the team because the players basically to an extent are playing for his job. Yeah, I think it's uh, it should be a huge factor. <clears throat> There's like the the cliche old saying in terms of of a coach that the players like all his players will run through a brick wall for him, right? Right. <clears throat> old saying, um, but it's true. When you have a coach that players like, they are willing to go above and beyond and and run through a wall for for their guy, for their coach that they that they love, and. Um, any person who's ever met Kalani Sataki has a, a, a positive view of him because he's, he's just one of the most genuine, kind, humble, nicest people you will ever meet in your entire life. And um, it's, it, and that's part of the thing that, that sucks. You know, this happened to, to Ty Detmer, who, who is very similar. If you've ever met Ty Detmer, one of the yeah. nicest, humblest, you know, best just genuine people you'll ever meet um i hated seeing him get dragged and and his his legacy his byu legacy get tarnished the way it did and it, it, that's just one of the sucky things about coaching and uh, so kalani has got pressure on him right now and i don't think i'm not in the in the camp that thinks all of our problems are on the coaches i, I have never felt that way and i don't see things that way now do i think our coaches are without fault certainly not they definitely have made errors, mistakes. Um, I think schematically more than anything. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, the pressure is on, and I hope because I love all those guys on that staff, and <clears throat> I hope the players do respond. And I'm very encouraged to hear that that story that you just you just said. That's what you want. You want players that will stand up and throw hands if you say something about my coach. You know that's awesome. <laughs> that, that that gets me fired up just hearing it. So how how much Brian have have injuries to key position groups affected this team? Because I'm not sure that we're really taking that into account. There, there's you've you've lost a couple of really good guys, and and guys that may have made a difference in a few of those losses. Yeah, I mean nobody wants to sit and say uh, make excuses about injuries, um, but it is what it is. Like we don't we don't have the depth that other teams do. We obviously don't have P5 depth. And so <clears throat> our second and third string, there's a drop-off, especially at certain positions. There's a bigger drop-off than at others. And so injuries have out, it, it, you know, it's just a compounding effect. We haven't played well. 
we haven't executed. We haven't held on to the football. We haven't tackled well. Um, we've had inopportune uh, penalties. We haven't we haven't been assignments down. And I could go on and on about all the little things that we've done. And on top of that, we've we've had guys just dropping like flies. Um, you know, Tyson Williams. I just that guy alone. It, it, people don't understand how much being able to run the ball changes what you can do on offense. And um, I don't. I can't remember. I was looking at the other day what we are statistically in the country in rushing offense, and it's it's like a hundred or something like that. It's really low. That's that's killing us. Um, our offensive line has just been decimated. Um, we've had linebackers go down. Our 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 rush defense is absolutely atrocious. So yeah, it you know you don't want to sit here and make excuses, but. It, it, it has compounded. The injuries have compounded our poor play. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Former Brighton and BYU great NFL player Brian Keel joining us. All right, so there's no doubt about it. I mean, that's we saw it in that Utah game. That was a capsule of their season last year. They were playing well, lose a couple of guys, and then they don't have enough, and they basically run out of gas, and the Utes get them in the second half. And here, you know, the Tyson Williams thing, they beat SC when he runs for 100 yards, and the world is looking great. Everything is fine here. He goes down the next week, and, and they probably weren't going to beat Washington with or without him. But you can argue that they had a good chance with him in those last two games that they've lost, both close losses. They lose Zach Wilson, now Jaron Hall maybe. Uh, the list does go on and on. So how do you get out of, as a player, feeling sorry for yourselves and the woe is us and we just got bad luck and let's get through this stretch because we're not very good right now as opposed to sucking it up and finding ways to win? Yeah, and that what you just said there at the end is exactly what you got to do. Um, it's football. There's going to be injuries. I think I don't know what it is, but it's <clears throat> what the number of years you got to play is. But you know, if you play a certain number of years, the uh, the injury rate is 100. percent You're going to have something. Um, it's just it's a violent, dangerous game. So it's part of the game, and our guys just have to suck it up, like you said, and just go out there and perform. And it, so, and that's the thing. Like, well, I, I I'm not the the person that's just going to say, oh, the only reason we lost is because of injuries, because that's not true. Now, you'd have to be a dummy to say that injuries haven't affected our play the last few weeks. Um, and I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think that you know we were going to beat Washington regardless of the injuries. I do think we could have been closer in that game. And then the last two games, I mean, just Tyson Williams alone, I think we win both those games. I, I think that's a very safe bet that we win both those games that were both close games that we lost at the end if we have him so so what do we do now uh, the guys that are there just you got to step up um an injury uh, an injury is it sucks for the guy who gets hurt and it's a great opportunity for the next guy up you have a chance that you wouldn't have had otherwise so rise to the occasion and go get it done and and hopefully that's the mindset that the kids who are now called upon and are thrust into the limelight go get it done well, six games left on the schedule, starting with Boise State this Saturday. What is your confidence level that BYU can get through four of those with a win? Um, you know, I actually am pretty confident just because of the schedule. Are, and, and, and maybe I shouldn't be because they've let me down these last two weeks. But I'm confident they'll take care of business against the teams that, that, they, should, that they should be taking care of business against. And if you look at our last... If you look at our last six games, 
I think, in, in my opinion, there's three games that we should win. I agree. Um, that should be – go ahead. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there's, I think there's three games of the six that we should win. And then the other three is uh, Boise, um, Utah State, and San Diego State. And of mm-hmm. those three, we should be able to win at least one of those. And so to answer your question, I, I do think we should be able to finish 6-6. Six six. Now, will they go do that? I don't know. This team, you know, I, I didn't expect them to beat a very good USC team, and they did. I didn't expect them to beat Wisconsin last year at Wisconsin, and they did. I didn't expect them to lose to UMass last year, and they did. I didn't expect them to lose to Toledo and South Florida. So uh, <laughs> my expectations and what they do did not align. So who knows what the season holds. Yeah, do you think that it is? You say that they should win one of those three games between you got Boise, Utah State, and San Jose State. You're looking at at least one win. Is that accurate? Well, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm. I'm talking Vegas betting statistics. Yeah. Um, right. They should be able to pick up. You know, if I was if I was going to put money down, I would I would put not a lot. I would put some money down that they'll pick up one of those three. And they should beat the other three, so that that's right. four four more wins. They get to get six some wins. six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, okay. You know, well, if I, was a, if I was a betting man, then yeah. Sure, I got you. And you can argue then if you take set aside those three wins, which is Liberty, UMass, and Idaho State, right? Put them off the side because yep. they can't beat those one. They can't win those games. Then we got way more problems yeah. than we ever imagined, right? So we'll exactly. put those exactly. three over there, and then we'll take the other three. So I would think, and you jump in if I'm saying something that you wouldn't agree with, that the degree of difficulty, the most difficult, would be Boise, just based on what they've done, who they are, and all that stuff. So with that in mind, what's your degree, and there's no moral victories here, that's not what I'm saying, but what's your degree of allowance with they're not going to have their first team quarterback, very well couldn't have their second team quarterback, so what type of game would you look for that you can at least build upon as opposed to an Oregon State Utah 52 to 7 and this thing just totally sucks start to finish yeah you got a, a very great point there um, and, and a lot of it hinges on who we who we are able to play at quarterback the good thing is I think we, we we're, we're blessed I think quarterback is one of our deeper positions right on the on the on the team, um, I like all of our quarterbacks. They're all capable, and so whoever it is, um, really of the three guys, you know, outside of Zach, who, who obviously is still hurt, the other three quarterbacks, I think any of them could go play and do well. They've all now have game experience and have all looked pretty decent at times in, in the game. So um, I think. You know, if you're if you're the coaches and you're creating a, a game plan, I think I mean obviously you you change what you do compared to if, if Wilson was still in there, but I think you you kind of keep it consistent to what your identity has been, and 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 try to be productive on offense. I think really the key for us is is on defense. Um, you look at these last two games, in my opinion, especially this last game, but really the last two games, I think our offense played well enough to win. Yeah, I can agree with that. That that we lost him. <laughs> Something happened with the. I'm Brian. You there? You got me. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah we got you. Sorry. Yeah, continue. I mean, um, it, 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 clearly the offense has played well, particularly under the circumstances with the backup quarterback, but it's the defense, which is surprising, man, because, you know, particularly against the run, I, I just don't get it. The, the run defense is just like, it, I can't even, I don't have words strong enough to tell you what it makes <laughs> me feel. It, it just, it wow. just it's, it's disgusting. It's, and it's just one of those things like, if, if somebody out-athleticizes you or, or outsmarts you or whatever in football, I mean, it is what it is, and you don't want to see that, but it, it's a different feeling than when somebody lines it up and just shoves it in your throat. And it's yeah. just like, it's just kind of like, I don't know, just dehumanizing, de- take away your manhood. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. It's just, you know, you look at this last game, I mean, there was a, there was a drive late in the game it, they they didn't even throw the ball. It was like a ten. It was like a ten right. play drive, yep. and they threw right. the ball zero times yeah. and went straight down the field on us. And as a former linebacker, you're yeah. watching that, and it it makes your skin crawl. Mm-hmm. I just I can't even I can't even I don't even know how to yeah. Yeah. So again, in this game, Brian, as I try as I try and look at it and analyze it, it seems to me like. This is a game where you want your offense to control the line of scrimmage, be productive in the run game, establish long scoring drives, maintain possession, and do all that you can to keep Boise State's offense off of the field. And then when they do have the ball, then you you know all the stuff that you're talking about. You have to be strong against the run and pass efficiency defense and all of those things but is that is in your mind is that a, the the right game plan control the line of scrimmage control the ball control the clock keep Boise State's offense off of the field or do you have something else in mind yeah so and here's the thing this is a huge stat so um I'm 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 filling in I'm doing a guest analyst on uh countdown to kickoff on BYU TV this week and so right. We were doing like a, a pre-production meeting and I was talking with the guys um, on Wednesday just about different stats. And somebody pointed out it was a, a stat that Greg Rebell had tweeted out. And it was in the last 19 games, um, BYU is – I can't remember which one was 10 and which one was 9, but for whatever. So uh, one of them, they were 10-0 and 0 when, they con- when they won – the the field position battle, and they were zero and nine when they lost the field position battle. <clears throat> so that stat was uh, essentially, uh, I, and I can't remember which one was ten, which one was nine, but it doesn't really matter. The point is, field position is huge, and it, in in the last year and a half is is essentially a hundred percent predictive of a win or a loss. And so what you just said is exactly it. On offense, you control the ball. You're effective. You don't have three and outs. You, 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 you control the, you know, win the, win the time of possession and field position is everything. And then special teams is huge. Our punters, you know, you can't be dropping the ball. I mean, that costs us the game. You can't be dropping the ball. You have to have a good punt. You have to have good coverage and vice, you know, vice versa. When they're putting to us, get a good return, kickoff, every, it all comes into play. Field position is huge. Um, I mean, that right there is your key to success, starting field position. And that's just that's old-school football. That's old-school basic football 101. 
Yes, it is, Brian. Absolutely. And we're hoping that uh, the, for at least for Kalani's sake, and since you were so right about him being so beloved, that the players can, I don't know how else to say it, but sack up under this circumstance to, to get to get the job done here because it's a home Word. game no less and and things have been going against you and man nobody wants to see Kalani struggle nobody nobody really does I mean he's got on both sides of the rivalry and uh, maybe some maybe some fans but those who know Kalani certainly don't want to see him struggle and I'm hoping I'm hoping next week when we talk to you we've got good news and you're right they surprised they found a way to beat SC, so why not find a way to beat Boise, right? Amen. Amen, brother. Yeah. All right, Brian, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Hey, thanks, Brian. There you go, Brian Keel. And the odds are stacked against him. It does seem like a blowout is possible. In the making? Yeah. I yeah. think I figured out the key. What's that? To victory for BYU. You just... BYU just has to get Boise State to overtime because in BYU's two victories this year, there you go. They've both been in <laughs> overtime. <laughs> get them to OT, That's and they've it. got. You know, if you look at it that way, my gosh, they're two and zero in OT. How many teams are two and zero in OT? They're undefeated in overtime, overtime. this year. Yeah, that uh, that's the key there. Find a way to to do it, and and then uh, get that, and boy, that would be such a huge, huge sigh of relief for. Kalani, I'm I'm thinking, and and actually I'll save this. I'm telling you what I, when we come back, recap what we've been talking about, I'm going to tell you the way that I think Kalani is coaching next year for BYU because I think there's still a possibility. What I'm going to tell you about right now, get down to Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street in Murray. We got tickets. We're giving them away. Zach is registering you. All you got to do is come to him. You'll see him. He's sitting right across the table from us. He's got, is that a jazz jacket? He's got a jazz jacket on. He can give you a breakfast burrito. Even if you don't win, you can get a burrito from Sweeto Burrito. I had one. We've got still several left. So they're complimentary. All you got to do is show up. You can get it. You can also register for tickets. BYU-Utah tickets. We've got a pair each to both games that we are going to give away. You got to get your butt down here, 4646 South State Street, Murray, Murdoch Hyundai, and register. That's it. And you could win. And then you can also check out the great deals. Their website is MurdochHyundai.com. Right now, they've got what they call the award-winning lineup of Hyundais doing what is known as the Murdoch Hyundai in every driveway sales event. So, they've got a Sonatathon, and it's been extended at Murdoch Hyundai in Murray. Take up to 8000 bucks off a new 2019 Sonata Limited. Or, how about this? You purchase you can purchase a brand new 2019 Sonata SE for only seventeen seven seventy. You got that? That's a great deal. Conventional oil changes are available for only nineteen ninety. And I told you about that burrito. There's still plenty here to eat. I've had one. It's pretty good. That's the Murdoch Talking Sports Breakfast Special. Sweet old burrito. And you can register for these things. We also have some jazz gear. We got what one hat left. 
you taking that hat? That yours. Good. Ute fan <laughs> is taking that jazz hat. Pretty good hat. You can get that. And we've got T-shirts still available. We've got a man registering right now for the tickets that we will give away here at the end of the show. Stay with us. I'm going to tell you how I could see Kalani keeping his job in the next season, the final year of his contract. I'll discuss that with former Utah quarterback Frank Dolce right here on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? The anonymous GM survey. Who is the toughest player in the NBA? In the also receiving votes category, Joe Ingles. I don't see Joe as being all that tough. Joe is a little more plucky in an inconvenient kind of Joe way. Joe is tough. He's more an octopus than a junkyard dog. I cannot wait for them to play this for him next Thursday. <laughs> they should. No, I like Gordon Joe. Oh, yeah, an octopus. Now. Moving on back, Gordo. They got the tentacles, you know. They have that ink stuff that they. Mm. <laughs> I think Joe Ingles is tough myself, not Gordon, who thinks he's some sort of sea creature. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on this Friday morning. Still time to get down and register at Honda Murda, Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street in Murray. We got BYU and Utah tickets to give away for tomorrow's game right here. I'm looking at them. We got a pair each. Get yourself a burrito, get some jazz swag, and, of course, check out the great deals that Murdoch Hyundai has available to you with their Sonatas. All right, recapping a little bit. Uh, UCLA just mauling Stanford last night. The Bruins, I still, I, I don't think they're for real. I think it's Stanford down to the third team quarterback and just not good. Ter- terrible. Yeah. Terrible on the offensive side. And they only ran the ball for 50-something yards. And right. Stanford, but, Stanford's just, they've been a funny team this year. I mean, mm-hmm. we've, they've played well at times defensively. They've, they've played Smoke, well at times. just stuffed Washington. I know. Yeah. And USC took them apart. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. That, that, those, that's a funny matchup. And, and UCLA has shown the ability to be offensive at times, especially against Washington State. So. I don't think that uh, the Utes will have much problem with them next month. I could be wrong, and it wouldn't be the first time, but I don't think that that's going to be the case. And we reviewed some of the ball games that are this week. Obviously, the premier game in the North is Oregon-Washington. Now, I first thought my preseason pick, I went out on a limb and picked Washington State to win the North and showed you how smart I am there. They suck. And uh, right now, then I traded, then I changed to Washington. Yeah. Now I'm on Oregon's bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've gone through a similar. I picked Washington <laughs> up top. Washington, Oregon, and, and Washington State were my top three. And then Washington State has just shown that they can't really play defense. No. They're still throwing the ball around pretty well, but they can't play defense. Right. And Oregon bringing, the, you know, a top-ranked defense to the game along with Which really surprises me, me to, be to the level of defense that they played. I mean, yeah. they just destroyed Colorado yeah. a week ago tonight. It was a Friday night game, if I remember. Yeah. And so now it's a huge game for them because that's two ranked teams also. Mm-hmm. ABC picks them up and they get the 130 slot uh, in Seattle. I'm going with Oregon. I think Washington can win this game. 
I think the smart pick is Oregon, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Washington win this game. I, I'm not sold. I, I like Washington's run game. I like Washington's defense, but they're young. It's a young, Very much fo- so, yeah. young football team. I'm not, I don't know that I'm sold on Eason at quarterback. I think he's very, very talented, but I give the advantage in that area to Oregon in that game. I'm so. not sold on Eason either. It's like, oh, he got a Georgia scholarship, so he must be really good. Yeah, right. And so when you get out on the field, who cares who offered you and whatnot? It's can you play? Yeah, that's exactly right. And so far, he's been underwhelming. I agree. I agree 100%. I think there's talent there, but but, uh, not to the level of of What we expected. And maybe that was unrealistic because he basically hadn't played for two years. He was injured two years ago, didn't play much uh, while he transferred, and then uh, sat out last year at Washington. He's a Seattle kid, so he came home. Mm -hmm. And so we expected, oh, he's going to be better than Browning. Well, so far, no. And maybe maybe there's time. I'm not giving up on him by any stretch because he still has plenty of time to show what he can do. But to date, I've been underwhelmed by him. I thought that he would be better. Just and it's just based on hype. That's all it is. I you know I'm a Pac-10 guy from way back, and so I like to promote the conference. It really really ticks me off that this Utah ASU game is on the Pac-12 network. Because you got two nationally ranked teams, and I spoke to Kyle about it on Monday. He sort uh-huh. of blew me off, and that's fine from his coaching perspective. I get that. But two teams that are nationally ranked and starting at 4 o'clock, so it's not going to be 10.30 back east, ending at one thirty-two in the morning. But those people aren't going to see it, man. The Pac-12 doesn't have distribution. I can get the ACC network. I can watch the Big Ten network tonight on DirecTV, but I cannot watch the Pac-12 network. Now, for me, I, I'll, I've got both because I need to have them for work. So I could, but I'm talking about for the general exposure and the good of the conference, two nationally ranked teams. You know, we got four nationally ranked teams playing each other, and only one of the games is going to be available for folks to see in other parts of the country. So that, that sort of gets under my skin a little bit from a Pac-12 perspective because I think there's an opportunity uh, if Oregon wins, and then really no matter who wins between Utah and ASU to have potentially an a uh, uh, what an eleven one team face an eleven one team right. in the Pac twelve title game. That's I don't right. think that you know ASU doesn't have as much a chance. But if they should somehow shock the world, well, Herm Edwards he he can't buy you can't buy the type of publicity that he would he's already bringing to the Devils mm-hmm. and then he would bring to the conference and so they would go berserk. But I certainly think if Utah wins this game. They've got uh, at least, I'd put it, uh, maybe in the 40% uh, tile of uh, going 11-1. and one. Now, if they beat Cal, I up it more. And then if they beat Washington, I up it, I up it to about probably the 70 75% chance mm-hmm. of going 11-1, and one, which in my mind would be the greatest season they've ever had, knowing that they've had two undefeated teams. I know Kyle would just kick me in the groin right now because we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. <laughs> just slight. <laughs> With six games to go. We got them potentially at 11-1, but we're fans and we're media, so this is what we can do. Yeah, but I look at I look at Utah's schedule. I look across the rest of their schedule, and like like we said earlier, this is the toughest three game stretch. But but these are all very beatable teams. Oh yeah, totally. These are all. There's not a juggernaut. You got two of the three at home. Yeah, and you have two of the three at home. Mm -hmm. So I, I and I and I. I, I always like Utah-Washington. I always like that matchup. I think that's a good matchup for Utah, in particular this year. So, so I would say, you know, get, you get through Arizona State, then, then 
then Cal and Washington, those become much more. Cal without their quarterback is very reasonable. Absolutely. The Devils are young. Next year is a different story, but they're not there next year. They're here today, tomorrow. And so right now, I I just don't see them being able to withstand the pressure. Because now, with each win, they become more legitimate and stakes get raised. It was like in the beginning of the season, well, if the Devils can get to six wins and get bowl eligible, that's pretty good with a young team. Well, then they beat Callum. If they can get to seven wins, that's pretty good. Well, then they have the thrilling comeback against Washington State. How if you get to eight wins, nine wins? I mean, you're playing for first place. And so I don't know, as the stakes get ratcheted up, if they're prepared right now maturity-wise to handle each level. Where the Utes got senior this and senior that, and you know, and they're, and the goal, obviously, from day one, as soon as the season ended, or as soon as Anai and Foto and Moss announced that they were coming back and Blackman put him in there too, that it was all about what they're supposed to achieve. And no one's running from it or ducking for it. And they got all sorts of experience. you got a mm-hmm. senior quarterback here. Come on. So you're expected to do that. The Devils, not house money, but they're not expected. And as the stakes get ratcheted up, I just don't see them being able to do what they've done so far. If they can find a way to get – if they go 3-3 three and three over the last six – I think most Sun Devil fans, including myself, would look at it and say, eight and four? That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, for where you're at. I'm curious if Arizona State's current path is sustainable. Like, how many times? Is it three or four times they've had to come back yeah. from behind to win a game with, this a, year. with a freshman quarterback yeah. and defenses that are now focused on a very good running game? Mm-hmm. I, I've seen Daniels play a lot of football this year. He's not been rattled and i wonder when does that ha- when does that occur is utah able to get to dan is, does, is utah do. to the team I think they are. that they're able to get to him rattle him around so. a little bit i think so. yak should we give him my cajon thing what do you think <laughs> no. have you heard my cajon no no no, no. <laughs> see he went to, he yeah. went to cajon high which is in the san bernardino area el cajon no, just Cajon. Just Cajon. El Cajon is in the San Diego area. Cajon is just the high San, school. Gotcha. C-A-J-O-N, right? Yes. So just Cajon High. Well, the way he played, no, he didn't graduate from Cajon High. He graduated from Cajones High. What do you think? <laughs> you made me spit up my drink. I noticed I that. That's, that's what I thought. That's what I thought about that. You got whiskey on your nice that. jacket. <laughs> rum. Wait, is whiskey in the morning rum? I can't remember how it goes. Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I, I think I'd go with that. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? If he pulls it off this week, why, maybe, huh? Why not? He, he's uh, been, re- he's been really good. I really like him, and I like the way that he manages himself, mature beyond his years. And but, but he, I, I don't think he's faced a defense quite like like Utah, and I think Utah does have the opportunity to maybe get into the backfield a little bit and, and rattle them around. And to stay on clock real quick, I said the way Kalani could keep his gig. Yes. I think he has to make changes on the defensive staff. Two years ago, he made changes on the offensive staff. This next offseason, he makes changes on the defensive staff. It's a defense that's giving up almost 250 yards a game on the ground. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's not That's not. So great. I think that Homo says, hey, We'll keep you in your last year, but I, I got to see some improvement defensively, and I got to see some changes on the on the staff. Yeah, and that buys them another year, and then they play like eight. 
power fives or seven power fives oh, next man, year. Man, it's brutal. So, yeah. Yeah, it's so brutal. we're right back next year probably. Brutal. And hopefully they can stay healthy and, incru- and improve their recruiting. That's yeah. how I see Kalani keeping his gig unless he goes out and wins seven or eight games this year, which seems right now a little bit too much to ask because they would have to win those three, win two of the three, maybe beat Utah State and San Diego State and win those other three, and then you know you get to seven wins and a way to go. And so maybe you can show progress from a 6-6 six and six to 7-5 and five last year. That's the way I see it. We'll see how it plays out. Wish them well and hope, hope they win tomorrow. All right, we'll close up the show, uh, the show right now. We'll go to commercial break and come back and finish it up, get some of your feedback with Frank Dolce and PK. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Here we go. We're getting okay. a we're getting a like flood that. of people coming in to register, and we'll continue to take the registration. But Frank, I want you to describe Sun Devil fan Randall right in front of us. Well, he's <laughs> he's about six four, six five. That was close. Yeah, six was five, close, 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 close. and he is head to toe in mar- what do they call the yellow color? Is it gold, gold. gold. maroon and gold, maroon and gold? Yeah, maroon and gold. So he yeah. has the baseball cap. He has the t-shirt. It looks like he has three layers on. He has, he's carrying a, a, a basketball jersey. He has the coach's shorts on, and he has. ASU Sun Devil Crocs. <laughs> and he says it's a croc that ASU is going to lose to Utah. And he's got a basketball yeah. jersey, number four. Yeah. Who won number, number four? Who, who is number four? Anybody in particular? I don't know. Oh. Uh, not, there's not a name on the I'm back. I'm hoping Byron Scott. It doesn't say Canahan on the back of that. <laughs> that would be number zero. <laughs> your number and your statistical average as well. My GPA. <laughs> you know, I want to give you a lot of credit because I've, I've had a chance to work with DJ quite a bit. Yes. Over over my time, sure. And I think you get the you get a bad rap because everybody <laughs> says, "Oh, DJ, you do such a nice job of managing PK every morning because he's so difficult." Well, I've seen, <laughs> I've now crossed over. I've seen the other side, and I just want to say, you do a fantastic job well, thank managing you, but, DJ on but, a daily basis. But I will say that uh, this is a different role when I sit on this side. <laughs> As opposed, you take on a different. Yeah, he <laughs> likes to say how when I'm in the, my role, I'm in the back of the bus with a straw sp- shooting spit wads. <laughs> yeah. Well, it works out pretty well. Now, a couple of read a qu- couple of quick tweets, man. There are BYU fans are going after Tuiaki. If you're a betting man, I wouldn't bet on BYU at all. What an idiot. Tuiaki sucks. You got another one. I love Brian Keel, but he's drinking the Kool-Aid from a fire hose. Fire Tuiaki defensive woes. Started when he came aboard, especially when he moved Kafusi to linebackers. Look at the stats. A huge glaring dis- difference. Well, there's no question. BYU fans are reeling, and they are in desperate need of a win, and good luck to them, and good luck to the Aggies. And this is the – this. I don't like when Utah plays BYU. I mean, uh, when Utah plays ASU. I just have confliction it's a, there. It's yeah, difficult, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I understand. So I, I get that. I, I prefer they didn't, but in the end, it's a football game, and friendships will remain no matter what. And still, we're, we're, in, a, in a couple of minutes, we're going to announce a winner uh, of our tickets. We're giving away tickets to ASU Utah and BYU Boise State. Uh, did you want to register? The guy in the beard, do you want to register? Yeah, there's still time. Get in there. 
Yeah, well, you can register a couple more minutes. We're at Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street. We've pretty much given away all of our jazz gear and whatnot. MurdochHyundai.com. Right now, come see the award-winning lineup of Hyundais during the Murdoch Hyundai in every driveway sales event. Sonata-thon has been extended at Murdoch Hyundai in Murray. You can take up to $8,000 off a new 2019 Sonata Limited. Or how about this? Purchase a brand-new 2019 Sonata SE for only seventeen seven seven. There you go. Thanks to everybody who came out here at Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street in Murray. We're going to give away these tickets, the Sweeto Burrito. You can get oil changes for 1990, yeah, 1990 and Sweeto Burrito providing for the food. Frank, thanks for sitting in. We'll listen to you. Uh, uh, you and Hans tomorrow? Yes, sir. We'll be there 2 o'clock uh, at, on Guardsman's Way at the uh, tailgate booth. So we'll be oh, up sweet. there early. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Come by and see us. 2 o'clock up at Guardsman's Way. You know where that is. Getting ready for the the big ball game between the Sun Devils and the Utes. And we'll be back on Monday morning to break it all down. Coming up next, you've got Tony and Austin. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Before we go, uh, Zach will contact the winners, whoever wins the tickets for BYU, Boise, and Utah, ASU. Zach will be getting in touch with you, and you will find out if you won. Thanks for listening and participating. We appreciate it.